Hi, Tim. Hey, Ash. Welcome back to Breaking the Fourth Wall, where we engage in stimulating conversations about ways that we can promote positive change in musical theater. Hey, everyone. Thanks for letting us have the week off last week. We got a lot of messages from everyone. We needed a day of self-care because we were on overload. <laughs> so we just we just really needed the time to focus on a few other projects that we were going, going through right now. Tim's opening a show. I'm closing a show. But we are back. At literally, as like we <laughs> start this podcast, I just got back about 20 minutes ago from my second 10 out of 12 tech rehearsal for a chorus line. So, but surprisingly, I have a tremendous amount of energy. Good so, for you. So I'm excited to take on this week's episode. <laughs> okay. So what puzzler do you have for us this week, Tim? All right. Name three musicals that tackle the subject of mental health as one of its themes. Good question. I thought it would because this is going to lead into our topic for today. Yes. A few things in the news that I just wanted to mention. The first one is that there's a Beauty and the Beast prequel series that's supposed to be in development with Disney Plus. Correct. Yeah. So Disney Plus has tapped uh, the creative team that uh, did the live animated movie of Beauty and the Beast and they're bringing back Josh Gad and Luke Evans who played LeFou and Gaston to participate as cast members in a prequel to Beauty and the Beast. Also, um, a few other Broadway alums are in a new musical called Knoxville. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is Aaron and Flaherty's new musical uh, based on the autobiographical autobiographical novel, it won the Pulitzer Prize by James Agee, uh, entitled A Death in the Family. So I'm really excited. We both love Aaron's and Flaherty. Of course, they did Ragtime and many, many other shows. So I'm really curious to see what kind of music they bring to the table. Very cool. And then last, we have uh, the new musical Girl from North Country, who which just opened um, on March 5th on Broadway. That's right. This is the uh, the the music of Bob Dylan brought and penned into a musical. So I, I'm really excited as well to see this show. There's been a lot of buzz, a lot of talk, a little posit- a lot of positive reviews about this show. So uh, I think we should most definitely catch it when we head out to New York this uh, upcoming season. I was starting to think because you're opening a show, I'm closing a show. <laughs> I was starting to think about mental health. Mm. And so I have a couple of questions that I want to talk about today in our topic. Sure, fire away. So the first question that I want to talk about first is how do we as actors emotionally decompress from a show that has really dramatic content Mm. how do we leave that behind how do we not take it with us and how do we really sustain that five to eight shows a week depending on if you're on broadway or regional theater Mm -hmm. or a college production or a community theater production um any thoughts on that topic yeah this is a great topic i I remember when we were at uh musical theater educators alliance this last uh couple months ago and we were watching the panel of the national touring cast of dear evan hansen talk about this very topic and i think this question was posed to the cast members and i remember the uh the young gentleman who was playing evan hansen on tour had mentioned that uh the importance of mental breaks taking time a positive time away from the content of Dear Evan Hansen or a show that is of this dramatic nature. So things like having positive escapes that uh, balance out the equation of the dramatic work you're doing. For example, like we love gardening. So, you know, we take time to escape from the theater and do something that is completely and utterly unrelated to the topics that are being handled in the shows that we're working on. I think that's a fantastic way to give us a mental escape, especially if you're doing a five to eight show a week schedule. 
Uh, I know that you worked on Sally Bowles uh, twice in Cabaret, and I remember watching you go through that process. And when the show closed the second time around, it was interesting to see you decompress from that role. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, the second time I did it, I did did the two shows back to back too. The second time I did it, I think it was like a three month run. Mm -hmm. So it was really, it was pretty long. Mm -hmm. I think it was like six shows a week or something. And the the most challenging part of that was having to do a character and a role where she goes through having an abortion, Mm -hmm. where she really has an, an entire breakdown mentally, where she drinks and does drugs and abuses her her mind and um tries to cover all that up with um many different other devices and then dealing with what was happening in berlin in the 1930s that's extremely dramatic Mm -hmm. themes um i don't know if i have all the answers and we just closed fun home Mm -hmm. And somebody actually asked us this in a, in a talk back. And I, I don't know if I have all the answers, but I do know that the best thing you can do is to find a way to, when you're not in the theater, to really have a device that you can pull out of it. Mm-hmm. And it, yes, absolutely do other things, um, you know, garden, you know, play yoga, music. play music, um, read a book, like be a, a normal human being, I guess. I mean, yes, but I, I think being able to say that I'm telling a story and that it is going to affect me because you really can't leave it all at the theater. It's really not. not possible. You're going to carry that sh- that role with you in your everyday life, especially when yes. you're doing a run as extensive as a Broadway run or even a long, extensive regional run. Yeah, and 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 I'll be honest with you. I'm the first person to say like I, I don't. It's hard to have that line because when you're living that five, six, seven shows, eight shows, nine shows a week, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's really hard to pull away. But being able to say, okay, I'm I'm not okay today. Mm-hmm. I don't feel okay. I'm bringing this home and it's affecting me to being able to have those days to also be able to say, okay, today I'm not going to look at the show at all. And mm-hmm. I try to do that on my days off, even if it's a couple days a week, I'm not going to look at this content at all. And then I'm going to go into the theater early mm-hmm. and I'm going to prep everything and run my track and, and revisit everything that when I come back for the week. And, and I think that that's important because when you're first taking on the role, it kind of consumes you when you come out of tech Absolutely. and you know, every day you're thinking about it and obsessing about it, trying to perfect the role and make it more honest and true. Eventually over time though, I think you learn how to measure your time throughout the day and say, you know what, if I wake up at eight in the morning, I don't need to start thinking about this role until somewhere around six o'clock or seven o'clock when I'm getting closer towards heading to the theater. And I think that's natural. You don't have to carry the role with you 24-7, especially when you're you know, deep in the run of it. Learning to measure your time throughout the day so you can create healthy activities in the day that separate you from the job, which is your performance. Sure. I, I mean, it's so hard because we say that. And as a director or a choreographer or a designer, <laughs> it's so much easier said than done. Always. But it's so challenging to leave that behind because as, as an actor, you're carrying that with you. Well, and we you te- are all, all day. And we teach our students to connect their humanity to these yes. characters. And so eventually there's going to be a little bit of a line that's blurred. 
That's a great point because when when you are connecting yourself to that character, you're trying to find pieces of you that you see in that role. And that becomes really challenging to let go because you start to see yourself, uh, parts of yourself mirrored in mm-hmm. that character. And that can really start to consume you. So I think finding ways to decompress are really important, whatever that is for you. Um, and if you can get to a place where you tell yourself, this is a job, this is what I do for my income, this sure. is what I do for my you know, my living. Yeah. And then what are the things that you do that are not tied to your job? Just like teaching or just like, you know. Yeah, but uh, teaching is part of a job. <laughs> that is true. But we try, you know, even as teachers, we try our hardest to come home. Maybe we take about a half an hour to decompress and talk about our day. But after that, we try to shift gears and move into something a little bit sure. more healthily constructive. Sure. I, I think, yeah. It's really hard in our job because it's not like we can come home and be like, ah, my nine to five is done. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, I found this new book I want to research about this character. I'm, I found this new article I'm going to read about. Well, it's, that's because we're those kinds I of know. people. We're it's, it's obsessive. A little it bit, is. Yeah. It is. Um, but I think just being able to say, okay, I, I'm going to take today off or, okay, I, I, I am not okay today mm-hmm. and that's okay. Acknowledge it. Yes. I think another thing that we can do, which leads me into my second question, is being able to say as an actor, this is a job. Mm-hmm. And not only for us to say it, but for the people on the other side of the table to say, I see that this is a job for you. This is not a hobby. So you're referring to what the creative team. Yes. And the creative team and the artistic team and the company to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to pay you a living wage. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that you are taken care of. I'm going to treat you like this is a job and I'm going to make sure that your time is used wisely. Mm-hmm. I think that in turn is extremely important so that we are able to say this is my job and I can leave my job and then take care of myself. And oftentimes... I think that doesn't happen in our career and especially in other artistic jobs like ours. That's right. If you are a person on the creative team, Mm -hmm. how do you handle an exhaustive week of tech week? Because I know (laughs) you're just coming out of it with your creative team. What can we do to help sustain a person to get through all those 10 out of 12s and those long, long days for, for a folk that's on the creative side? I know for me, I'm really fortunate that I have a team surrounding me uh, as we just come out of the second 10 out of 12 tonight of a chorus line. The, the amount of preparation that leads up to the days of tech, I think the more prepared your creative team is leading into tech. For example, we do a, um, we have consistent production meetings. So a lot of questions and answers, uh, answers are sorted out prior to the tech re- rehearsal process. Also, we have a paper tech. So where we actually walk, walk through the entire show on paper for our stage management team to enter their cues in. So that's done prior to tech. And then when we get into tech, everybody seems to know exactly what their function is. And if there is structure and organization in the technical rehearsal process, I was just telling my choreographer this this evening, I feel like this weekend has been probably the least amount of work that I have felt I've had to do in a technical rehearsal process because the entire team that surrounds us, both students and faculty, are so prepared and so on top of their game. And so it seems to move like clockwork. The other thing I can mention is get out of the darkness at some point and get into some sunshine throughout the course of a day. When you're taking breaks, don't stay in the theater space because oftentimes people want to work through breaks during technical rehearsal. Uh, you know, I watched Allison go outside and she, she literally told me, she's like, I'm going outside for 15 minutes and I'm going to go get some uh, sunshine. And she sat on a bench and she got some sunshine. And 
and I didn't do that, and I should have. So I'm taking her advice next time and doing that. But I think to get outside and just breathe some fresh air and breathe some sunshine to break yourself away from the darkness. Uh, I think those are some things you can do. Um, organization, structure, and just plain getting some sunshine on those breaks. I absolutely agree with you. And being organized and being overprepared for the mm-hmm. day of just really helps everything go so much easier on all levels. Um, absolutely. So with that being said, how does a person perform five to eight shows a week, sustain that type of career, mm-hmm. and do it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks? That's my last question of the day. I think, okay, I'm going to speak to physical because I'm working okay. on a chorus line. Great. Uh, we talked a little bit about the emotional you know, things you can do, the, the escapes you can do. Let's talk a little bit about the physical stuff. So we're taking on a dance musical where 90% of the the show is danced we need to teach actors as creative people as directors to measure their their physical output outside of the uh both rehearsal and performance arena so if they know that they're going to show up to a show at 7 30 or 8 o'clock at night and they have to basically sell uh, perform at their highest peak physically for two hours two and a half hours they need to figure out how much physically should they exert themselves throughout the course of a day? If they're going to go to the gym or go to yoga and then, you know, are they going to, how are they going to uh, separate that from what they're about to do when they perform that night? So measuring the amount of physical output that they do throughout the course of a week is an important component to maintaining a healthy physical balance of work and, and play. So I think that's one aspect that uh, performers can really think about when it comes to their, their, uh, their physical bodies. I really feel that sometimes what is not taught or talked about is how you warm up and then warm down from a show. Mm -hmm. And I just did um, this on my Instagram account for the closing day of fun. I saw that tonight. (laughs) I was sitting there in the, in the darkness. I was like, what is Ashley posting right now? And I was like, Oh my gosh, she just took us through her entire day. Yeah. I feel like some people don't do that. They're like, Oh my gosh, look at my, look at me in my great costumes. And to get to that point is really how you, how you sustain a long performance week, week Mm -hmm. after week after week, which is, how do you prepare to get in to the first, to, the cur- to you know, uh, um, when they call places? Mm-hmm. How do you prepare for that moment? And every show is different. Yes, especially if it's a dance show, it's warming up. And every actor is different. Absolutely. And I think it's really encouraging folks out there, especially when you're in college or community theater or starting regional theater, professional work. How can you prepare yourself, your mind, mm-hmm. your body, your voice, to be ready for that show so you don't feel like you're just like jerking into, you know, that marathon because it is a marathon. And so I, it took me a long time and every show is different and every person is different, but Mm -hmm. being able to say, I need this time for myself. I need to warm up. I can't go out after the show and party because Mm -hmm. I, I need to go to sleep and get rest and being able to say for yourself, this is what I need. And, and being able to ask for that, I think is, is really important if it's not given to you. Especially early in the process. For example, right now, okay, my actors uh, have just been going through two days of tech. They've gone through a Zitz probe. They've gone through a Vondel probe. They've been already, we haven't even gotten to dress yet, which is starting tomorrow. 
these past two weeks, this next coming week and this past week are exhaustive for them. My hope and my advice to them, if they are listening out there, is that they are measuring their mental and their physical health very carefully over these next two weeks because it is going to be a long haul up until the show gets on its feet. And as they continue their journeys, I hope, and this is for us too, that we are maintaining a balance. Yeah, I think for folks to be able to ask questions too that are that are younger or and to be like what do you do and Mm -hmm. and to be able to formulate i watched people all the time i would watch all the leads when i was younger warm up what do they do what do i think do i want to try and now i know what i need to do to warm up my voice to warm up my body Mm -hmm. to warm my mind what i need to do to walk my track on the stage and or if I if I need to, you know, do a big 30 minute yoga warm up in the freaking theater and they don't yep. mind before the house opens is being able to find a way to say this is what I need and this is how I prepare and taking that seriously. I've seen so many people walk in <laughs> in their 30 minute call yep. and and throw it on and walk out there and they're great. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome if that works for you. But to to take it, you know, really seriously because this is a job. And that's what I want to speak to too. Broadway, regional theater, community theater, I don't care where you are. My hope is that you understand, all of us understand that this is a job. And we have an obligation to give the audience the same quality of performance every single night. And we leave the excuses at the door. We can't. We don't have the luxury of saying, you know what, I'm feeling a little tired today. Or I'm a little uh, mentally drained today. I'm going to take it easy going into tonight's performance. We don't have that luxury. Our job is to give exact same performance at the highest level of intensity every single night. So if we know we have to be at a certain level in the evening, what are we going to do in the daytime to make sure that we are measuring our daily lives healthily, both physically and emotionally, to arrive at peak performance capacity when we get into the evening? I think that's what I mean too when I say that I just hope... More and more folks, especially in the West Coast in California, realize how important it is to mm. pay a living wage mm-hmm. because we all have day jobs. Yes. And being able to take the day off before you do a show is not necessarily ever going to be convenient. I think this is a great topic for next week's episode. Okay. So maybe we'll just... Uh, Put a button in that one and we'll talk about it next week. Done. I love that story. <laughs> well, why don't we move forward? Let's, uh, let's circle back to our puzzler. Great. Okay. So name three musicals that tackle the subject of mental health as one of its themes. Ooh, there's a lot. I know. So let's figure out three together and then maybe we can list a couple more. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Fun Home because I just did that musical. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And then and if, if you're wondering why, if you look at the character of Bruce Bechtel, who yes. plays the dad, I think he experiences a lot of uh, mental health challenges throughout the course of the show. Sure. Absolutely. Um, also, let's say next to normal because it's a Pulitzer Prize winning musical. Absolutely. And mental health is a major outlying theme in that show. Yes. And then what other one do you want to mention? Oh, gosh. I mean, um, Lady in the Dark. We can go back in yes. time. You know, I know psychoanalysis. You on that yeah, psychoanalysis with Lady in the Dark. I think uh, many people don't think about um, mental health as a major theme in that show, but it is. Yes. Uh, and we a also, leading lady. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. We also have shows like Dear Evan Hansen, which right. deals with, you know, social media and social anxiety that comes uh, with being a young person growing up in the world and trying to figure out their way. Absolutely. We have Grey Gardens also. Um, assassins even, you know, looking at... Uh, um, looking at sociopaths and psychopaths and how uh, how the world treats them and how we how we look at them. 
Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill, which is probably the most recent musical to address one of the, as one of the major themes, mental health. Yes. Uh, also promises, promises, suicide is a conversation that comes up in that musical. Anyone uh, can whistle. Stephen Sondheim, yeah. Yes, with a, uh, the lead characters are, are patients. That's right. From mental, mental hospital. It's a mental, mental hospital, hospital yes. And then also looking at a show like Man La Mancha as oh, well, yeah. where we have, you know, uh, a character, uh, Cervantes, which is, he's experienced kind of dual personalities and sure. so um, that comes up as a topic uh, as well so there's a lot of shows out there whether you realize it or not that actually tackle mental health as a major uh, topic and if we mention if we didn't mention one that you're thinking of right now let us know I'm going to actually post a question on my Instagram <laughs> to see if we can get some more um, of these musicals that are dealing with mental health themes so we're going to leave you uh, with that for this week. And we just want to remind you all, if you're deep in rehearsals or technical rehearsals, or if you have uh, a long, extensive run, to take care of your mind, take care of your body, and do what you need to, to do to make sure that you're maintaining a healthy balance of work and play. And if you need help or assistance, please do not hesitate to reach out to someone. If you don't even know anyone that you can ask, you can reach out to Tim and I. Our Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, email, everything is in the show notes. Please do not hesitate to contact us with any questions that you need. We are here for you. Have a wonderful week.